It's me, Brendan Hernandez, the host of the Chowtown Podcast. I just got done eating Jimmy John's. That's right. I just got done eating Jimmy John's. You know, I get it. It's fast food. In fact, it's very fast food. I had this happen to me once. I, I was waiting in line and, and finally got up to the front to the cashier. And I kid you not, before I was able to put my wallet back into my pocket, my sandwich was already done. I have been told that Jimmy John's does sandwich making competitions and that teams from all around the country go and compete at these competitions. Uh, In fact, I've had a couple of friends who have worked at Jimmy John's and say, uh, this is very true. So uh, Jimmy John's is fast, fast food. Uh, Today, it was not done before I put my wallet back in my pocket, but it probably got to me a minute after that. So if you want something quick, literally and figuratively, go to Jimmy John's. Although this is not an ad for Jimmy John's because is is it the best sandwich? Not even close. But I couldn't think of what I wanted for dinner. Didn't want to spend a lot of money. It's right down the street. Boom, I'm in, I'm out. I'm back in my couch watching Netflix and eating my number five with easy mayo and a bag of salt and vinegar chips. Which, by the way, what are your favorite chips out there? I, uh, I've been kind of at Sprouts. Sprouts is my go-to grocery store. Uh, and I'll go there for lunch sometimes. I try to get a different flavor of chip every time, and I think I've had every flavor. I might be missing one or two, but the last one I had in kind of this, you know, in my mind, I was like, okay, this is, this is the last one I've had every flavor was olive oil, which compared to the others, not great. But if you put that in line with other chips, other chip brands, olive oil is pretty good. Anyways, Jimmy John's chips, folks, that's not why you tuned in. Why you tuned in was to hear about the restaurants. Uh, so let's jump into it. Uh, the, the first restaurant we're going to talk about today, Tacos Culichi, 31st Street in McDowell. Went there last Tuesday. Uh, Not bad. Not bad. Uh, Not the best tacos I've had. Uh, You know, I would probably put... There are a few places I would put in front of Tacos Culichi. But this was memorable because it was the first time I've had cabeza. Now, I think there's a misconception out there with the word cabeza. Now, I am no expert on the Spanish language, even though I am Hispanic. Um, I do not speak Spanish. I get by usually with hand motions and, and sort of understanding. I think, you know, if I can get one or two words, if I, if I hear one or two words that I know and then use some hand motions, I can usually get by. Um, but I do know that cabeza does not mean brain. And I think there are a lot of there are some people out there who think when they hear the word cabeza, it means brain. It does not. Uh, cabeza means head, and I know we associate the head with brain because the brain is the most important thing in our heads and animals' heads. Um, it's why we're alive. But cabeza in Mexican food means you're just using some part of the head, whether it's the cheek, uh, forehead, what have you, whatever meat muscle is on there. Um, it could be a combination. It could be one part. That is what cabeza means. So when you get a cabeza taco, you are not eating um brain tacos there are brain tacos out there and you can get cow's brain if you want but uh, that is not what cabeza means anyways 
uh, it was an interesting uh, food. I mean, I wasn't weirded out. It's very few things I'm weirded out eating now. That was kind of the last part of the cow that I had that I hadn't uh, tried yet. You know, I've I've had the intestines, which are tripa. I've had cow tongue, which is lengua, and it's absolutely delicious. You've heard me talk about this many, many times on the podcast. Uh, but cabeza was the last thing for me to try, and I thought it was good. You know, uh, that was my first experience with it. I definitely have to get it at other places. Um, I wasn't wowed by it. You know, it definitely was not like the first time I had lengua or tripas. Um, there was no, ooh, I got to get this again. Um, I would like to try it at a couple of different places to, to compare. Um, but I, I've kind of taken it upon myself recently to, to go out of, I wouldn't say go out of my comfort zone, but try things that are on my list. Because sometimes we get stuck in, oh, I want an alpastor, or I want, you know, for me it's lengua, or I want a carne asada. And it's good, and we know it's going to be good, and it's safe, but... I wanted to try it, and it's the same price as every other taco, so what did I have to lose? Um, I did get a carne asada, and I did get an al pastor. Uh, both good. Again, nothing uh, to write home about for me, uh, but Tacos Calici, uh, 31st Street in McDowell. Uh, this restaurant also brings up another topic within food, particularly Mexican food. Um, we as Americans tend to lump one country's food all together and think it's all the same. And I can assure you it's not. Um, when we think of Mexican food, I think a lot of us tend to, we have this picture of, oh, it's tacos and it's enchiladas and it's burritos and it's all this food. And it's all the same, no matter where you go, whether you're in the northern part of Mexico or the southern part of Mexico, it's going to be the same taco. It's not the case. Uh, for example, in America, when we talk about American pizza, because there is a difference between American pizza and pizza from other countries, particularly Italy, um, there are different variations of how it's cooked and what you're supposed to put on it and um, what shape it's in even. Now, tacos in Mexico, they're all going to be the same, same shape, but just like pizza in America, there's different variations. In America with pizza, we have coal-fired pizza, we have wood-fired pizza, we have the Neapolitan ovens. Um, you can get East Coast style. You can get uh, Detroit style. You can get New England style even, uh, Connecticut style. There are some people who say you should only put pepperoni. That's the most toppings you should put on a pizza. Other people are like, forget that. We're going to put smoked salmon and caviar on the pizza, like Wolfgang, uh, like Spago, um, which is owned by Wolfgang Puck in L.A. That's the same thing in Mexico. Um, this place, um, Tacos Calici is Sinaloan. So in Sinaloa, that's a different way of cooking than you would if you were to go to Chihuahua, which uh, you've heard me talk about Tacos Chihuahuas on this show before. And that's a very specific region in Mexico. Chihuahuas is a, is a kind of slang for Chihuahua in Mexico. And that's a certain way of cooking. Even down to the tortillas, Culichi um, very similar to Taco Saguaro in that they double they double stack the tortillas, so you get two tortillas. Um, I don't mind that, but there are some people who say that you should only have one tortilla. And then there's the big debate of should you have flour tortillas? And some people are like, no, only corn. But I just want to point that out, that not all, that yes, tacos are 
you know, when we're in America, you know, they pretty much taste the same, but there are little nuances um, depending on what region the person um, is trying to emulate in, in their tacos. But that was tacos culichi on a Tuesday, might I add. Uh, didn't eat anywhere else the rest of the week, but Friday. Friday was a good day, for dinner at least. Sorry, I had to have a little water. I'm a little parched. I believe it was 108 today. Uh, maybe. Let's look it up. Was it 108? Survey says only 103. It's not bad when you're in the shade. Oh, don't give me that. People saying, oh, it's too hot. You know what You know what the great thing about living in the heat is? You don't have to shovel heat. There you go. But Friday, last Friday for dinner, Glybon. It's one of the best meals I've ever had. Uh, I went to Glybon last year in February with a friend of mine. And very memorable. There are, you hear me talk about this a lot. And I'll talk about it, I'm sure, as I explore the food, uh, what you know, the food scene here in Phoenix. But there are a couple of meals that are very memorable because it was the first time I tasted something, a flavor, a dish that I had never had before, and it still stays with me. Glybon was like that. The first time I went, and this was the first time I had had traditional Thai food, how it's supposed to be cooked. Again, going back to the American thing, um, and I don't want this to turn into a show of me just saying, you know, we have all these misconceptions as Americans. We don't, you know, it, it's a great country and, you know, we're very diverse, but sometimes we forget that American versions of international food is, is different than if you were to go to that actual country. Um, but Glybon is, is exactly is exactly what you would get, I, I'm sure, if, if you were to go to Thailand. And um, the first thing uh, that I had was the cow soy and, and the uh, Penang, Penang curry. And that Penang curry uh, was one of the most incredible dishes that I've ever had. Uh, tender, the broth was perfect, uh, the cow soy was amazing. I, I, you know, it was February, and even though that day, I remember that day in February, it was, it was a little warm. I remember thinking, man, if it was cold, this is what I'd want. Or if I had a cold, this is what I'd want. <laughs> Um, it, it just the flavors the way it was kind of like a spicy tomato soup but a lot better flavor and something Campbell's could never emulate but it I, I just hadn't gone back in, in a year and, and I kicked myself for it and, and I did on Friday I really kicked myself for not having gone back in a year um, you know what What can you say about this place it, it's a hot spot it, even in the summer which we, you know we tend to think that uh, in the summer Restaurants slowed down. Uh, Glybond was not. I, I went in there about 6.15 in, in the afternoon or at night and able to get a table. But the, by the time uh, me and the group that I was with, when we walked out, um, it was quite a wait. So uh, let's, de- let's dive into what I had. I have not had cocktails there, um, but I want to go back for the cocktails because from what I understand, the cocktail program there is on par with anything that you would get in town but this is what i had so to start out uh 
my friend that I was with, Mo, you know Mo, you've heard the name all the time. He and I went uh, with another person from SIP. Mo got the dumplings, which were very good. Uh, some of the best dumplings I've had in town. I'm trying to find what the name of it was. I forget. Man. Anyways, dumplings, very good. Oh, the Kanam Jeep. Uh, steamed local pork dumplings, scallion, ginger soy. Amazing. Uh, a little hot. Got to let them cool off a little bit. But um, the pork in there was very well seasoned. And and um, the dumpling was cooked perfectly. Dumplings, you know, if you get a bad dumpling, it stays with you. But Glybons is very good. I ordered the chicken wings, uh, which... <laughs> I like the way they did their chicken wings. Most wings that you have here in the States, traditional American wings, uh, they're very sauced. And yeah, they're sort of crispy, but these these chicken wings were amazing. It was Peak Guy Todd. Um, so it's crispy marinated chicken wings. Um, they were very crispy, which I tend to like my chicken. If you remember from the last pod, I talked about po chicken. Um, the way Korean chicken is, um, you, they, they twice fry it. Uh, I really like the Thai version of the chicken wing. The sauce that it came with was not spicy at all and, and really complimented the wing. In fact, I the wings did not come with a sauce on it. It came with this little chili on the side, and I could have eaten those wings without it, but it, it was good to dip in. The other person that was with us got probably my favorite dish of the night, and that was the mussels. The mussels were, I, I, I love mussels, and, and it wasn't so much the muscle as it, was, as it was the broth that these mussels were in. I have yet to have, a, I've yet to have, I haven't had a broth like this, and I, I, I couldn't believe what I was tasting. It was very similar to, um, wow, my voice just cracked, 27 years old, and Oh, jeez. Anyways, I have never had a sauce like this, and it reminded me a lot of the cow soy from last time. Not as spicy, but man, I'm glad we ordered some rice with it because by the time we finished the mussels, there was still um, a good amount of sauce left. So I just kept scooping rice onto my plate and pouring the sauce over it. Um, If they have mussels and and ask um, if they do, Order the mussels at Glybon. You will not be disappointed. In fact, you are not allowed. I'm just going to put this out there. You're not allowed to go to Glybon unless you promise me you're going to order the mussels. If they don't have them, that's okay. It's not your fault. But if any of you out there DM me or text me and say, Hey, Brendan, I'm going to Glybon. I'm going to ask you, did you get the mussels? And if you say no... You're not allowed to go to Glymon anymore. They were great. What can I say? You got to get them. Try them yourself if you haven't had them. If you have had them, you know you know where this feeling's coming from. Uh, for my main dish, I got the Pad Preek King, which is stir-fried Chinese long bean, kefir lime, chili jam, served with a fried egg, and you get your choice of protein. Um, any of the pork, chicken, or for a dollar more, you can get pork belly, crispy pork belly. 
I asked the server, I said, what do you recommend? And I was thinking about getting the pork belly, and she said, yes, it's absolutely amazing. That's by far the best pork belly I've had in town. Um, the dish was interesting. When it came out, it, it kind of looked like breakfast. And in fact, if you had served, if you would have served that to me at 9 a.m. in the morning, I wouldn't have been mad about it. I would have been very happy. Um, it, it had a over easy egg on top of it, some veggies, and then the pork belly and a little bit of rice. This pork belly was the crispiest pork belly I've ever had. Very well cooked. Um, just right when you bit into it, you're like, God, pork belly is so much better than bacon. Like, I get, there was this obsession for ba with bacon for a while, you know, in, in terms of pork meats. Oh my God, bacon, everything. Bacon's the best thing. Get the hell out of here. First of all, bacon is not. Bacon's on the list of kind of those meats that you can, you can put on a lot of different things. Uh, I'm, I'm going to put it number three. You know what the number one is? Because a lot of people, some, some people uh, will put bacon in their eggs or um, in, in other different dishes. The best pork meat is pancetta, I think. Well, it's a tie. It's a tie between pancetta and uh, pork belly. But bacon, bacon had its moment, and I'm glad it's gone because pancetta is really good put that in your eggs okay next time you're cooking eggs buy some pancetta um if it's not diced that's okay but if you if you go to the grocery store usually you can buy it already diced throw it in your eggs you won't be sorry and then of course pork belly and again i think it's pancetta pork belly tied for one i'll threepas or no it's not not threepas threepas is not pork but anyways we people were too obsessed with bacon but pork belly Ah, oh, this was just amazing at Glybon. I, I gotta say, my favorite pork belly before this was that Clever Koi. Sorry, I, I think I think um, Glybon's gonna win this one, and you just have to get it. I mean, I, I can describe it. Uh, I can describe it all I want on this show, but go to Glybon, get the Pad Pre King, get the crispy pork belly for a dollar more. You won't be sorry. It is it, it is absolutely divine. Of course, you can see a picture of it uh, on my Instagram, Brendan H, at Brendan H, and that's B-R-E-N-D-E-N. -E -E I used to get Brandon, Brendan, Brendan. I got Brenda once. Uh, and I think at a certain point, my mom stopped correcting people. But uh, go get it. And then if you want to see a picture, go on my Instagram, Instagram at Brendan H. That was Glybon. Uh, what, what can I say? You, you know, most people have heard about it. Some of you have been there. It, it, it's just, it's a perfect spot. And there are, there are, you know, that's what's great about Phoenix. You hear me rave about this town, but you can find places like that here. I mean, a, a traditional Thai restaurant that you see all different types of people there. And they're enjoying what they're eating because the names and the food might be a little different for some people but everyone loves it and i've i've never had somebody i've never talked to somebody who's gone to Glybon and say something bad about it from the service to the um actual dishes themselves 
Glybon is one of the best restaurants in town, easily. I mean, it 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 stands, uh, it stands shoulder to shoulder with all the other giants in in town that are that are well known. So, Glybon Friday, Saturday was probably one of the best food days I've had in a while. You've heard me talk about New York. You've heard me talk about L.A. Uh, even San Francisco. I've had. You know, I've had these day-long experiences eating that every meal I've had was spot on. But this is probably one of the very few where, you know, I didn't overeat. I was pretty satisfied at the end of it. And every dish I had was different. And it was all spectacular. So I got up in the morning. I went for a walk. um, Came back. Did some errands. And I had heard a lot about Berdina's which is in Old Town on 5th Avenue and Goldwater. No, not Goldwater. Let me look it up. While I'm looking it up, uh, I'd heard a lot about Berdina's, and people had been telling me, go get the avocado toast at Berdina's. Get the avocado toast at Berdina's. And it wasn't just one person. It was multiple people uh, that would tell me, go to Berdina's. It is 5th Avenue and Goldwater. So as soon as you turn right onto 5th Avenue, if you're going north on Goldwater, when you turn right onto 5th Avenue, it is probably just less than 100 feet on Fifth Avenue on the right side there. It's sort of small, so get there early. Uh, not a lot of seating, but people have been telling me about this avocado toast. Um, I think avocado toast is good, but I've never had I've never had one that I thought, oh my God, this is amazing. I need to come back and order it again. Um, I, I've just never had that experience. Uh, sometimes I get it because I'm in a pinch and... It's rather healthy, and you know I don't feel too bad about myself after I eat it. Um, but I wanted to try because if, if a lot of people are telling me it's good, there's probably got to be something there. So I went in there, and uh, the the lady behind the, the counter was very nice. Uh, it was just her and another person uh, making coffee, and um, she was like, "I'll be with you right in a moment." And I didn't mind waiting. You know, I, I think sometimes people they're like, "Oh my gosh, I want to be served right now. I'm in a coffee shop," but. I got nowhere else to be. It's Saturday. It's nine o'clock in the morning. And she apologized like, oh, I'm sorry. It took a little bit. Again, no big deal. I'm there to have a good time. I'm there to have some coffee and some avocado toast. But I told her that. I said, hey, you know, I've heard a lot about this avocado toast. Um, She's like, yeah, you got to get it. And it was her second day there. Uh, Really nice lady. And I asked her, should I get it with the fried egg or not? She said, it's good either way. I said, let's go classic. Let's just get uh, no topping on it. Uh, and I got normal coffee, drip coffee, free refills, which there's a coffee shop in town. Uh, I'm not going to say the name of it, but they don't do free refills. And it's kind of disappointing. But shout out to Berdina's. They do it. They do free refills, as any coffee shop should. I'm not ordering a latte. I'm just ordering regular coffee. Anyways, got a cup of coffee and the avocado toast. Uh, sat outside. Was lucky to snag a seat outside. Awesome interior. Uh, it's very Instagrammable. If you go on their Instagram, if you go on the location Instagram page, um, there's a lot of pictures of the inside, which it is a cool inside. And, you know, hey, if it gets people to come in, it gets people to come in. Uh, the best avocado toast in quotation marks, Phoenix New Times. And I respect the Phoenix New Times as a publication. So if they're saying that 
uh, in terms of their food writing. Uh, if they're saying that's the best, then you know something's there. Something is there. So it's uh, lemon, flaky sea salt, and red pepper flakes on sourdough bread. Avocado toast comes out. I've already had a few sips of the coffee. It's pretty good. I said, here's the moment. Moment of truth. I took one bite and it was fucking delicious. Most avocado toast that you get in this town, it tends to either be too much on the bread or too little and it's chunky. This was smooth. Smooth like smooth jazz. KY KJ ZZ. There used to be a guy that would say that all the, all the time on the radio and I just thought smooth. And that's what popped into my mind when I bit into this avocado toast. It was just smooth. And the lemon worked well. It wasn't overly, uh, you know, there wasn't too much lemon on it. And they gave you a little extra. Um, the, pep, the red pepper flakes went perfectly. It was a good amount. I was blown away. I thought, wow, you know, uh, call me cynical, but I didn't think there was going to be an avocado toast that was worth it. And this definitely was. And it's right down the street from where I live. And in fact, the lady, when, when she had uh, first taken my order, she said, come back and tell us how it was. So I uh, finished my coffee, downed my avocado toast, loved it, loved every single bite. Went back in, I said, I told her what I, what I just told you guys. You know, there's a lot of avocado toast in town, uh, you know, that I'm not a big fan of. But this one, I would definitely come back for. Uh, so if I'm passing by there, chances are I'm going to Perdina's. Berdina's Fifth Avenue, Goldwater. Go there. Get the avocado toast. I know it's hip. It's what the cool kids do, us millennials. We spend all of our money on avocados. How can you blame us? They're really fucking delicious. Get the coffee, too. It's pretty good. That's Berdina's in Old Town. Again, not a lot of seating. So if you're there kind of at a busy time, uh, don't let that deter you. Do not let that deter you. I mean, they're, they're working with the space that they got. So the focus is on the coffee and the food. Uh, the next place I went that day, so I went to uh, Wandering Tortoise, one of my favorite watering holes in town. Uh, had a few beers and started to get a little hungry because all I had had was that avocado toast at 9 o'clock and it was about 3.30 when I was at Wandering Tortoise. And you know what's next door to the Wandering Tortoise? It's Nelson's Meat and Fish. And man, I kept looking around me because... Wandering Tortoise doesn't serve food, but you can go right next door to Nelson's and order food, and uh, they'll bring it to you. I saw a banh mi when I went in there. Somebody was eating one. A few people had oysters. And I thought, I'm going to be good. I'm not going to spend the money. I'm going to save the money, get some beers, get out of here. But it got to me, and I said, fuck, I'm going to get a banh mi. And I did. And you know what? It was fucking delicious again. Two for two. We were two for two at this point. By 4.30, I was two for two in terms of delicious foods. I, I couldn't believe it like this. Ah. So banh mi is Vietnamese for bread. And there's different variations. It's You can put whatever you want on it. Uh, Nelson's puts fish. Um, I believe it was salmon in there. Oh, man. This, this banh mi. That, that salmon. 
go on to the Instagram. In fact, uh, the avocado toast, the banh mi, and then the other dish I'm going to talk about from a different restaurant, all on the Instagram. Go on there if you want to see pictures. But oh, it had jalapeno. It had a couple of other things on it. I mean, Nelson's, uh, you know, is one of the best places to get fish in town. Um, whether you want to cook it for yourself or you want to go and get some to eat, uh, they have uh, another, I think it's a crab salad sandwich. And then um, they have oysters, uh, self shellfish, and, and a couple of other things on special sometimes. Uh, but you can always get the banh mi there. And um, I know they have they have lobster rolls. I know I just said they have oysters and the crab salad sandwich. But get the banh mi. That's a great starting point for, for really understanding how much Nelson's cares about the fish that comes in and cares about every detail that goes into what they're serving the fish with some places you go to it's like okay we're just going to showcase the fish we're going to let that do the talking whether it's on a bed of this or on this bun it's we're just gonna let the fish talk nelson's put so much effort into everything making sure they're perfect little jalapenos making sure that bread that they're putting the um the, the fish on is perfect and that's what sets them apart and that's why they're so great and that's why you need to go and get a banh mi. It is on 20, 24th, no, 22nd Street and Indian School, right next to the Wandering Tortoise. Uh, I split that banh mi in half with a friend. Uh, she had never had it. I said, you know, if I go get a banh mi, will you split one with me? And I'm very glad she did because, uh, you know, I, I love eating. I knew it, I knew it was going to taste amazing, but... I also think that's what's cool about eating with somebody else is when they've had something that you know is really delicious and they eat it and they're like, wow, that is really delicious. Um, I don't know. I get a joy out of that. I really do. That's why I like going out uh, with people and eating and, and, and either um, taking them to a place for the first time or them taking taking me to a place for the first time. Um, I just I love again, I've talked about this before. Food is um, it's a very natural, we have a very natural reaction to food. It's either we like it or we don't. And when you see somebody bite into it and you can tell they're kind of smiling, um, not only physically, but in their mind, they're smiling. Um, that's awesome. And Nelson's does that to people. So uh, get the banh mi. It's really good. Uh, the, the fish is absolutely fresh. Um, what more can you say? Now, don't be shocked by the prices of uh, the fish per pound because Let's face it, we live in Arizona. If you want fresh fish and you want tasty fish, it's going to cost you a little bit. But um, if, if you're looking for that uh, to cook for your next meal or you just want to get something while you're getting a beer, the Wandering Tortoise, I can't recommend Nelson's enough. Um, it's, one of the, it's one of the handful of restaurants I bring up uh, to people who are, are looking for something different and, and somewhere they haven't been to before. I told a coworker about it uh, last week. In fact, I told them, I was like, hey, go get the banh mi this weekend because it's really good. Then I went home, I took a nap, and I woke up and I said, I'm really craving some pasta. And I'd heard a lot about this next place. I'd seen it on Instagram. I followed them on Instagram. I'd seen people take pictures of it. And that is Saint Pasta. On Instagram, they're at Eat Saint Pasta, but their official name is Saint Pasta. Their tagline, it's brilliant. It's al dente or die. Um, 
they're very confident on Instagram, um, and and I can see why. So their most popular dish on the menu, and they are delivery only. So for a while they opened up as a food truck, and they went around to different bars, different events throughout town. Um, but they now do delivery only. So the only way you can eat Saint Pasta is by going either through Grubhub, DoorDash, Uber Eats, or Postmates. I use Postmates, um, and they only have a certain delivery radius. So it's kind of most of Tempe and some of South Scottsdale. I get it. You know, they're working with what they're working with, but if you have a chance to travel, um, you know, again, there's a bar in Tempe, Taste the Tops, they'll let you take food in there. I'd recommend if you're in Tempe and you're and you're doing whatever down there or you're in South Scottsdale. I can't think of any bars that'll let you take food in South South Scottsdale if you're, uh, you know, drinking or, or somewhere. But I'm lucky I live kind of right on the line there. Um, but yeah, if you, you know, if you're in Tempe, Taste the Tops, that's a good place to go and, and get this pasta and have a beer with it or wine. They do have wine at Taste the Tops. It's quite a good selection. Um but they, if you do live in Tempe, you lucked out because they deliver pretty much all of Tempe. But they do delivery only. Um, they switched to that. And the last I heard, uh, just in looking through their Instagram, they narrowed their lo- their brick-and-mortar locations down. So I hope uh, by this fall we see a brick-and-mortar St. Pasta because I'm going to go out and say it right now. And it's not going out on a limb. It just is what it is. This is the best pasta I've ever had. And you know what's crazy? The pasta isn't, um, I don't believe it's handmade, but it's the sauce. And I think that's that proves that sometimes we put such a premium on handmade pasta. And I get it. I'm not trying to discount all that handmade stuff, but the sauce is what did it, with, did it for me. Um, this is what I got. I got vodka with uh, rigatoni and snow peas. I'd never had snow peas on pasta before. It was absolutely amazing. Um, and you have an option on all of their pastas to add ricotta. Please, it's only 75 cents. Add ricotta to the pasta. It's a game changer. I, To be honest with you, I'd only had uh, ricotta on, um, on on lasagna, as you know, as is tradition. But I'd never had it on regular pasta. So this comes to my door, and it was actually very quick. It took, I think, 20, 25 minutes from the time I ordered it uh, through Postmates, and they cooked it, and, and it was you know in my lap. And I pulled up my laptop and I put on the Netflix and took one bite. And again, I talked about it earlier with Clyde Bond. You have those moments where you eat it, and, and it's, it's, it's a reset. It's a game changer. It's whatever you want to call it. Um, my palate was very happy. Vodka sauce actually is my favorite sauce to eat on pasta. Um, I don't know. There's something about the the richness of it. It's a little bit more rich than uh, the the other, you know, tomato based sauces. And well, vodka is a tomato based sauce, but it's a little bit more richer than you know your traditional like red sauces. That's what I should have said. Red sauces. Um, but I never found one that was great. I, you know, every time I go to the grocery store, I get a different brand of, of pasta sauces and of vodka sauce. And I never really found one that I was like, okay, I'm going to get this every time I go there. And, you know, he, he, you know, St. Pasta knocked it out of the park. I said that in my Instagram post. And um, it, it's true. It, it's the best pasta I've ever had. And, and 
this sauce was delicate in some ways but then it really packed a punch like wow um it's it's silky smooth it's it's got a lot of flavor it it it's it's how pasta should taste um a sauce you know it's how a pasta sauce should taste sometimes you get a little too much acidity sometimes it's a little too rich sometimes it's you know not enough it's too watery it's too thick I don't know what they do to their sauce and they'll never reveal it because it's probably a very, very secret recipe. But whatever they're doing, keep doing it because it was amazing. And then they added the basil and the snow peas. And the snow peas was such a great addition because you got that little crunch from the peas. And then the ricotta, just it was a marriage of flavor that I hadn't had. I mean, yeah, Glybon, again, great. But I hadn't in terms of pasta and Italian food. It had been quite some time that I had experienced uh pasta on that level um i will say i went to fellow osteria a few months ago and had their bolognese that was absolutely amazing that had probably been the last time i was like wow that's really good but saint pasta was on another level um from what i had had in, in recent months in terms of italian food and pasta uh they you know I, again you hear so much about someone and you're like okay let's try it let's see how it is and they didn't disappoint uh, and, and again, if you have an opportunity, if you live in Tempe or South Scottsdale and you're, and you're in within the delivery radius of Eat St. Pasta, again, or uh, St. Pasta, again, it's on DoorDash, Grubhub, Uber Eats, Postmates. Um, if you're in kind of that radius, get it. Uh, please get it because you will not be disappointed. Um, if you're not in that radius, travel down to Tempe, support local businesses, go to Taste the Tops, grab a beer or some wine. Order some St. Pasta, call it a night. Uh, and that rounded out my Saturday. That was, uh, you know, what can I say? Uh, that was, again, a, a day where every meal hit every note that you want. It, it, was, it was amazing. I had, you know, some avocado toast. I had some seafood. I had some really great pasta. Um you know, and I was sitting there, I was thinking at the end of the night, I thought, you know, this is why I love, this is why I do this podcast. This is why I fell in love with food is because we have so many options in Phoenix. And I think we need to get more respect than, than we get right now. And, um, you know, Eater did that article about us and, and it was, it was such a great article about Phoenix and, and how our, our, our food, our restaurant scene is growing how we had these great chefs. You saw it with Charlene Badman of FNB winning the James Beard Award, Best Chef Southwest. You know, we've got a lot of well-known people in town that you hear me talk about. Uh, but then we have these other people who, you know, might be well-known in Phoenix, but don't have that national spotlight on them yet. And they're going to get it. These chefs, these restaurants, whether it's, you know, St. Pasta, Glybon, you know, whatever it is they're going to get their moment soon because what they're doing is just as good as any other city you could take saint pasta you could take glymon put them in la there would be a line out the door you could put them in new york there would be a line out the door you know though those guys and gals can compete with any chef out there the restaurant can compete with the food can compete with any other city's food that's like it we're going to get our due phoenix is going to get our due we're paying them right now, but trust me, we are gonna we're gonna we're gonna roll into that food bank 
and we're going to cash out soon because the food scene here is amazing and I'm I love it I'm consistently I just every weekend I go out and I go to a new place and it's and when it's delicious and when the service is good and the drinks are on point I say to myself man this is why I do a podcast this is why I, I, I had this as a hobby, going out and eating food and, and, and taking other people because I just love, I, I love seeing that. You know, these people put their heart, they put their blood, sweat, and, and tears into what they're doing. And when it's successful, especially in a business as hard as the restaurant industry, there's nothing better than that. All in with that. I will end with that. Phoenix, I love you. I love your food scene. I know it's hot as hell right now in the summer, but get out there, folks. You hear me say it at the end of the podcast every week, but get out there. Try something you haven't tried before. Go to a restaurant you haven't been to. I know it's easy to fall back into the places that we feel comfortable with, but step out of that comfort zone. Get something different. Try a new restaurant. You won't be disappointed because the Phoenix food scene is on fire right now. Have a great week, everyone. We will see you next time.